Jub has absolutely <laughs> no idea what is going on in this bracket. And number two, to make things worse, I crossed out all of the seeds on Jub's bracket so he doesn't know who's good and who's not well, good. And, I mean, I wouldn't, I literally, until I saw this bracket, I did not know who was in the Sweet 16. I had no idea. The only <laughs> the only name that I knew was Gonzaga. So, um, yeah. So, run, us, run us through each all right. game, Jub. Okay. All right. So, I think that uh, Gonzaga is going to edge out Arkansas in absolute war. I think it's going to be a hell of a ball game, but I think Gonzaga is going to uh, come out on top. I think as far any as, any particular reasoning on that? Well, that I just, just think they got a. Uh, I think they're uh, nicer uniforms. Their forwards really good. And, All uh, their forwards. Yeah. But uh, what about their backward? No, he's he's got no. He ain't good. No, oh, he ain't he <laughs> ain't good. Game, no. Next game, uh, but, <laughs> great analysis, Jay Billis. <laughs> Listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. All right. Hello and welcome to the Pine Room Podcast. This is our technically our pilot episode. Uh, we had a uh, little test recording last week. Didn't exactly go as planned. We had a little kinks to iron out, but hopefully we can fix that uh, this episode. Uh, one thing that I want to get into right away is last week uh, we kind of came in here and shot the shit for about an hour, but we didn't really go into um, what we are. Because if, if you're listening to this for the first time, you really won't know what we do, what we are, what we're about, where we're from. So I just want to get into a little bit about what exactly is the Pine Room. So uh, if I'm not wrong, I think in 2000, 2002 or 2004, I can't remember, as the last time that I saw a picture of the Pine Room, uh, it was basically um, uh, a, a, uh, an outdoor setting. The Pine Room is an outdoor setting now that is underneath two pine trees um, in, in our backyard that is uh, now pretty decked out with all kinds of entertainment um, uh, 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 technology. Uh, there's uh, about about six TVs, um, seven TVs, um, and uh, uh, there's stadium seating, uh, full kitchen, uh, little party deck, all kinds of stuff that I could go on about. But uh, from what we started was, I think, and I'm not, I think I'm right here that we started and we were just what was it a one TV on on uh, a picnic bench? Well, yeah, but first of all, not to be confused with the Pine Room at Ogilvy, which some of the guys in our group thought. Yeah. Here, one guy in particular still thinks, oh, we're going to the Pine Room at Ogilvy, huh? Yeah, and if you're not from Wheeling, the Pine Room at Ogilvy, Ogilvy is a, a what is it, a state park? Yeah, it's a state park. Uh, I think a, a national state park now, by the way. But anyway, it's not the Pine Room at Ogilvy. Yeah, and it's, the Pine Room, what is the Pine Room at Ogilvy? It's a it's a banquet hall, like wedding receptions. Okay, so we're functions. not we're not a banquet hall. And we do believe the Pine Room is not a trademark, so we're we're and it was just named just out of the clear blue because obviously it's under a couple of huge pine trees. And I think two thousand two and four might be a little bit too far back from where all this started. But it just started as a as a uh, as just a fire pit with a couple chairs around, uh, and and there was nothing else there. It was pretty much just nothing but a fire pit, hang out, drink some beer, BS, no TVs, nothing. And then every year it's progressed uh, slowly into what it is now, which is a pretty cool place. It's uh, you know as you described it, seven TVs and and stadium seating, nine stadium seats, and I won't go into the whole thing because we'll hit on that as we go. And, um, you know, it just started with a TV on a picnic bench, carrying it out, and back in the day, not quite back to 2004, but you know how heavy TVs were. You know, it was lugging in, lug them in, lug them out every day, every night, and then we, we opted to maybe three TVs with wires going everywhere, and, you know, by the end of the night after we watched games for – four, five, six, eight hours, ten hours, and had way too many beers trying to get TVs in and out was a pain in the ass. So we developed it into now the TVs are permanent outside and the seating's, you know, 
obviously permanent, and then we have a kitchen with refrigerator and all the amenities that that guys who love sports, drinking, gambling, and outdoors love. So then we added a turf bocce court, which is nice, and turf another uh, area where we can play cornhole and you know just entertain. And <clears throat> probably going to be the uh, the site of our outdoor. Uh, Pine Room podcast here in just a few weeks. So we'll talk more about, you know, all the things that are, because I'm sure I'm missing a lot of things. But anyway, these guys can. Yeah. And eventually you're going to, you're going to be able to see um, all the stuff that goes on here. Right now we're kind of in the baby phases of, of building this thing, but uh, building the podcast that is. And, but uh, yeah, you'll get to see all the kinds and, of stuff and all the stuff that goes on inside it when, when, uh, you know, a couple weeks come, go by and, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. And I will say there's there's usually, I think, I don't know how many guys are on a regular basis, 12 to 15 guys. And then there's many other guys that stop by occasionally. But we have six of the six of the, the, the guys here with us uh, today. And there's some guys that have other commitments and some guys who just uh, aren't participating in this early couple sessions. But, we, you know, I'm going to turn it over to uh, – uh, Matt Watson, who uh, is our local floor manager of a sports book and who knows very, very much about, you know, the ins and outs of gambling. He's uh, he's our, our gambling guru who we lean on when we need to to make some money. Yeah, it's good to be here. I don't know if I can make anybody any money, but we'll, we'll try. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I want to bounce around the room, though, and just introduce our crew here. So you already heard from our first father-son duo uh, happens to be my uncle, Mark, who just passed me the mic, and my cousin, Jub, who was the uh, MC. What would you call yourself? Uh, the host. Uh, there you go, the yeah, host. I'll, 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 the host. I'll take the host The title. host. And we have another great father-son duo in this room with us right now who live across the street from Mark. So, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and Luke and how you came to get to know Mark real quick and uh, how you got to be a member of this Pine Room crew. Well, actually, ironically enough, we moved up there when the uh, the boys were five years old. Um, so it's been a uh, it's been truly a relationship built from the beginning. Uh, we went, we moved up there, and uh, we've just really grown. And I'll be honest, I don't even consider them friends anymore. I truly consider them to be family. Absolutely, uh, there's no doubt about that. And I tell you what, I, we feel very blessed uh, to live across the street because I tell you what, our Saturdays have been literally amplified by a hundred times because it just makes it so much better that truly I just have to walk across the street and uh, all I have to worry about is getting hit by a car on the way back after drinking about 36 beers on a Saturday afternoon. You definitely have the easiest trip home, and I'm kind of envious of that. i got to be honest with you. So, Luke, you got a big game coming up here. Luke's a star pitcher for the Wheeling Park Patriots. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how excited you are to be a part of this Pine Room. Uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Um, I like started going to the uh, Pine Room about two years ago, and then I went there once, and then it was just a every weekend thing, and I couldn't wait every Monday. Every like time a new week started, I was already waiting for the new week to happen. So um, I remember the first time I was at the Pine Room, I think, was when the Pirates, it was a wild card game for the Pirates, which you don't see many of those, but when they were in one. <laughs> Um, was that the Quato game? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. that was your first Pine Room experience. I think it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun moment. And every Saturday, it's probably one of the it's 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 like one of the best moments. I'd rather be at the Pine Room than on vacation or anywhere else for <laughs> sure. And I think I think as it stands now, I think you are the the young buck of the Pine Room. I think you know, and we talked about when we were putting this thing together, it, like our, what our target audience would be with this thing. And I was thinking, like, you're how old are you right now? Um, sixteen. So you're sixteen right now, and and our oldest member who is what seventy, Georgie seventy one. Seventy, I believe seventy one. So that's yeah. our. He's that's, not even really sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's our our range right now is 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 seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen, 
to 71, which is a <laughs> which is a hell of a, a hell of a distance. But I think honestly, I think honestly, as 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 radical as that is, as of, of an age difference, I think we all get along as if we are the yes. same age. Yes, I don't think sure. there's like there's no pecking order in in the pine room. It's, I I tell my dad this all the time. I'd rather be I'd be around, I'd rather be around this group than any of my friends. To be honest. <laughs> right. Well, they better not be listening to this. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we agree with that, Luke. Definitely. So our our last member who's in here with us right now is uh mr brian soup campbell soup tell us about how you got brought into this pie room experience i don't know if you were there right away but i know you've become a crucial part of this whole operation no, i definitely wasn't there right away but starting off number one i'm really really excited for what we're about to do over the next month two months year two years five years however long this thing rolls because we got a lot of ideas and and a lot of content coming your guys' way but you know i grew up uh, playing baseball with Jub and Jarrett uh, later years of high school and then into college at West Liberty and and they always would take these pictures of the Pine Room while while I'm stuck in the dorm room being a resident assistant and it looked it looked like a blast so I finally went over there one weekend and, and I haven't looked back yet so it's a blast to go over there on Saturdays and and listen to Nick's ten stars and listen to Nick lose money and and all that stuff so. But uh, but I'm hoping my bocce record's just as good as my college football betting record. Yeah, this and I fall. think I think you were you were one of those guys for a while that that a lot of the guys that hear about the the pine room there there are a lot of guys that are uh yeah yeah I'll be over next week I'll Skeptic. be over next week <laughs> skeptical job and I think you were that guy for a while until you actually came and ever since then you've just been a uh, a backbone. Well, yeah, for for a while there, early college years, I had so much going on oh, yeah. that I would stop into the pine room at 10 a.m. on Saturday and then at 2 p.m. I'd have to go umpire a baseball game at 4 p.m. I'd have to be top of the bear at 6 p.m. I'd have to do a resident assistant check and then at 8 p.m. I'd have to take my sister to a dance recital so there was a lot of birthday party yeah. and you forgot about a few things in that day too that wasn't everything no no, um, yeah. It also, speaking of, you, you brought up Nick. Uh, there are a bunch of guys like like we had mentioned here a, a little bit ago. There are a bunch of guys that are not in this room right now that you will eventually get to know. Um, a lot of characters that that kind of mesh well with this group. So there, it, this podcast is kind of be going to be interchanging. So there's going to be some guys that aren't here some weeks that are that that are here some weeks. Um, some faces you'll see more often than others, um, and hopefully you'll you'll get to love each and every one of them uh, but yeah that that that's a little bit of uh, about the pine room uh, like i said you'll get to see some more stuff uh, actually visually when we when we get our equipment and stuff like that but um speaking of the uh, of the pine room uh do we have an opening date yet uh for the pine room yeah just now usually you know and somewhere in the summer but it used to be when the pirates were good it would be sometime in mid-summer once college let out and Everybody was back home, but you know now with the pirates, how they are stink so bad. I need you and Luke to stop just absolutely hammering the buckos before the season hasn't even started yet. <laughs> We've got a bunch of young talent. We've got an owner that has to spend money at some point, right? <laughs> well, I yeah, that's a whole other story of the, the pirates. But anyway, so anyway, back to the opening date. I, I mean, I, I don't think we have an official opening date. Usually, the fall. Football is when we really crank it up, um, and and you know just to touch base on a on a pine room again, you know, and anybody's welcome. Anybody out there listening would love to have you come up and visit and join us, and you know have a good time with us and and uh, be part of the pine room. But usually I start getting set up like around eight a.m. on a Saturday morning. And um, that's when I usually hear the blower. Get, get, <laughs> <laughs> get things ready. Get the get the beer on ice. Get the food. Get the food going. The TV's going. We have once again there are seven TVs, so we can watch seven games. The only place that has more TVs right now are well, Generations is pretty good too, and and TJ's. But we consider now. I don't know if we can go many more than seven. We, we might we might go to eight or nine. But anyway, and then we usually watch games all day, and and not till we we're betting and. And drinking until the the seven thirty eight o'clock games are over, and by that time, you know it's hard to tell what's happening at the end of the night. Um, but these podcasts now are taking place at uh, the Capitol, and we want to thank Craig Balmer, by the way, and Mason here for running the board for us. But we will be eventually moving outside once again up to the to the Pine Room, so we're we're getting excited to that. But again, opening day, I don't know. It's it all weather it depends on the weather. I mean, I'm hearing 
snow maybe this weekend again and cold. So it's probably going to be a at least another month before we're outside, you know, taking off in the outdoor venue. So did you, Mark, when you said that you started this with just a, you know, a truly a bonfire aspect, did you have a vision at all? Or was it something that you just, as you've seen more and more people stop by, more it started growing, that you wanted to grow this into something? Or how did this all kind of come to fruition and literally grow the way that it has? That's a great question. And that, that's, you know, I've thought about that because my memory is just absolutely awful now. So I, I <laughs> honestly, it's just awful. I wish I, I wish I had pictures from the beginning and then could remember dates and, and, and specific times. But I, but really back to generally, I, it just started as a fire pit. And then I said, man, it'd be nice to just watch a game out here. And then once you start something like I'm real anal, as m- most of you guys know, and my son could tell you, well, both of them could tell you. Uh, by the way, Job has a twin brother in case anybody, and he'll be joining us, Jarrett. He plays baseball for whatsoever he'll be. And, but the reason I said that is because they know how anal I am. And then I start thinking of things, you know, that, that could even look better, be better than what it is. And it went from one TV to two to three. Then how could I keep them outside? Then what could I do for more seating? Because we just had picnic benches around a fire pit. So I thought, so then I went to West Banco and got the seats. When they, when they redid the seats, got not nine seats. And I said, ah, we ought to, you ought to make them into college you know, college-based seats. So I, you know, painted them all. And, and so anyway, it progressed into now what's next. Then during COVID, we built a, a small deck where we have another TV and then, you know, the kitchen area. And then I said, geez, what could we do for entertainment? So, you know, most people would just build a horseshoe pit. I, <laughs> We built a full AstroTurf bocce court and a, an official bocce court and an, an upper level now the next thing, you know, we want to put covering over the seats and over the over the um, the deck, and then there's some other ideas, obviously that I and who knows where it'll all stop. I have another couple of visions, but who knows where it'll stop? But that's pretty much where it is, and but I think we'll just keep expanding and make it even cooler. Yeah. And there was this at my favorite restaurant growing up, Red Robin. As soon as you walked in the front door, there was a TV in the ground. I know you said there's not many other places we can put another TV, but is there any chance we can get a TV into the bocce court right well, in the middle? You know the you know the cool one. I don't know where this is, Matt. You might know where this is. There there's a place where there's a TV in a table. It's a glass table, and there's a t- you can actually sit and eat and watch like sit at the table and watch and i've thought about th- you know where that is jeff I, you're shaking your head maybe like you, you had something like that at the, i thought you had something like that at the track but maybe that's where you can just play the games we were sitting at the bar and it's built yeah into the yeah bar so it's like a video perk machine but yeah. that that style is is definitely common and i've seen that actually in some radio studios and stuff where job like you were talking about a video board with a be here that we could watch videos yeah. on be like looking down through your table yeah. and you can actually see it i think it uh some of the guys on those CBS on the uh, NCAA tournament shows, uh, I noticed a few of the guys watching highlights down in there. So that's definitely a possibility, and, Coach. And one of the things that that is, I got a couple points here, but one of the things that is cool with with hopefully this podcast is that there are a lot of creative people out there, and I think that once they see what we have and and they see what we've already uh, built over the past couple of years, I think that there are some really cool ideas that people might have for us to expand on. Because I mean, you know. We we're, we're our creative minds can only go so far, but I think with with if we could eventually build an audience with this, which is the 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 you know goal, best of all possible worlds, that's the goal. It'd be really cool to see kind of what people could come up with because I bet there is some crazy stuff out there that like people can like you said a TV and a table is probably the, the you know the tip of the iceberg when it comes to making things. Uh, high tech. I'm excited for people to see what the Pine Room looks like when we get this thing rolling because every time I post a picture on Instagram or Snapchat and, and I'm at the Pine Room, I have so many people sliding up and saying, where are you? Like, how do I get to this place? And and, and then I'll post a picture of my food with the TVs right there and they said, how do I get there? <laughs> It's funny you say that, Sue, because it's for it, this sounds a little selfish, but like you start to make it out to be that it's your place. <laughs> like you feel like all of a sudden you're so, showing pictures to people and you're saying, hey, look where I'm at on Saturday. And it almost seems like you're bragging about something that you did. And I wasn't a part of anybody. I just show up on Saturdays. Uh, but to say something to piggyback off of something you said, Mark, and, and I know you've talked about the evolution of the Pine Room and your vision and things like that and how it's expanded. But I think for selfish reasons, once again, I 
I think where it really did hit home was COVID. Because at the end of the day, when our world was truly turned upside down and we were all in quarantine and none of us could really be around people, where the difference was with our group of people, where we were outside, we could still be quote unquote safe, still have some fun, still watch whatever sports we could at that time and have our beers and this and that. So I think at the end of the day, I think in my opinion, that's where this truly has evolved and blown up a little bit. Yeah, and that's what Jarrett said too. Jarrett said, Go, make sure you tell them about COVID because because we got a ton of ideas because, like you said, I wasn't, you know, I announce games and I go to games and, and baseball was on shutdown and basketball shut down. And there, so, like you said, there was nothing going on, but we could be outside to be safe. You know, just had when we went to the to the, to the lumber place, to Lowe's or wherever, you know, obviously social distancing and all that. But anyway, we came up with the idea of the deck, which it, we think has added a huge dimension because it, you know, is it just a, like another little place to watch games and be a little different. And then, and then the bocce court in the upper, upper level field too was, that was all COVID based. That would have probably never happened if we didn't, if, if COVID wouldn't have happened. Which so it's kind of a crazy thing to say, because I know a lot of people, you know, COVID's, COVID's not yeah. like, supposed to be a good thing it's supposed to be something that is a very um negative thing that has happened in our world which generally it is but i know for a fact that i mean when it comes to the pine room covid by far was the most productive that our that the actual development of the pine room has ever been in since i've been alive well yeah because jared and i had a routine every day um he 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 uh he would get up, do his homework, because you guys were still online at that point, right? And uh, he would do his homework, and at about 11 o'clock, he'd come out, and we would work, like, till 3 o'clock, uh, and then shut it down. But we had a plan every day what we were, you know, what we were going to do and what we were going to accomplish. And it really, that really probably, that was a good point, Jeff. That was very good, because we that probably was the one thing that put us over the edge in, in really taking it to really a next fun level uh, and, and if you think about the the time that i mean covid was a, a long period of time but the amount of stuff that we got done i mean we did you did the deck you did i mean did the kitchen the whole new bar the the bocce cord the upper level all that kind of stuff was done within what a year yeah it was probably there, during the whole covid mess yeah i'd say a year we did all that and just added some other amenities too that you wouldn't have had time to do because we'd have been I'd have been announcing a game or going to, you know, a baseball game or 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 just running around where life slowed down and you could sit back and think and envision what 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 could be. So and, I, and yeah. I remember when uh, when all this stuff was done because because there was a time where COVID when it would, was really ramping up. I know that we didn't do anything until like. Uh, it, it was they came out with that we could be outside and be safe and stuff like that. And I remember how excited the three of us were, my brother and and you and and uh, we were so excited for you guys to come and see everything oh, dude, that we I text did. Jared, I text Jared every other day. Hey, when's the bocce court going to be done? <laughs> yeah. When can I get over there and watch the games? It yeah. was it was I would get a hold of him so much just because I was so excited. And I think Jeff, you you probably got to get a sneak well you probably saw the loads of of gravel and in in blocks and bricks and and backhoes and stuff going in and out of our yard for the, for like a year. So you were probably the first one to you were probably the the nearest to the to the uh to the operation before it was actually completed. You know, the funny part about that is I kept on thinking to myself, what the hell is going on over there? Like, this is, like, unbelievable. And the cool part about it is I felt like it was Christmas because I did not – I wasn't allowed to come over. So the fact of the matter, like, when it was truly the day that I cut the red, red ribbon cutting, like, I walked over and I'm like, my God, I felt like a two-year-old coming on Christmas morning to see this whole – literally, I'll use the terms production. It was just like the oh, shit moment. Like, you know what? You know what? This is pretty guy damn badass and and really i know like we're talking about it here and we're going like talking about way into detail about all the stuff we have but really it can't be it can't be appreciated until you see it and it's not something i've never seen a backyard and i'm sure there are probably backyards out there that have people spent millions of dollars on to, to be incredible or whatever but this is such a this is such a unique set up than the of than something i've ever seen in in my life and i've i've 
you know, I'm avid on social media and I've seen a lot of people's setups and stuff like that. But this is like, it's not the the thing about the pine room that I love the most and what I'm trying to avoid, like with, with what we're continuing to build. I love the fact that it's, it's, it feels super, um, I don't want to say like high tech or, or, or it feels super um, professional, like, and it is, which with the setup, with with what we've done, but it still feels like a, a gathering around a fire. Like it still feels like the basis of what we used to do, going out, sitting around a fire and watching one TV. I know that's not what it is anymore, but it still has that feel. And I know we want to do the coverings and, and all that stuff, which which um, that's a whole nother debate for another time. That but, may be a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I think that it's th- that is the difference to me from somebody that has spent millions of dollars on a backyard, millions of dollars on on, on you know some kind of landscaping. That this still has that outdoor, you know, just a bunch of guys sitting around having fun. It's not like it's not super concrete. It's not super like clean and crisp and. You'll see it when you see it, but it's just it's got it's it's got a whole other vibe, like uh, than than just any other setup. I don't know if I I'm mean just... when you get into November and December and it's freezing outside, we're, we're out there with gloves and toboggans. And, exactly, and it feels like you're at the Steeler game watching the Steelers play, or it feels like you're in Morgantown watching WVU play. Yeah. You're outside, you got the TVs there. It's an incredible atmosphere. And I know rain is like obviously our our downfall and that's why we want to build the coverings but like we can be out there in the snow which i mean to an outdoor setting being able to watch seven games of of different sports watch nascar races and uh ufc fights in all kinds of different weather whether it's hot or cold rain or shine i think to me that 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 is what is is just i mean secondary to all the stuff that you know being around all of our friends and family and and which technically we're just a big family now like you said jeff but um yeah you'll see it when you see it and and hopefully hopefully you'll come to appreciate it as much as we do um and i think you will but yeah um I think we should. I think we should. Uh, let's let's kind of pivot off of the 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 pine room. I, and I know I probably I, I don't want to bring this up and put you on the spotlight, but you had a little eye test today, didn't you? I did. Unfortunately, I'm 44 and my ass is getting old. And it's just uh, I had a dentist appointment last week, uh, an eye appointment this week. Um, but you know, here's the crazy part: I haven't had an eye uh, test since for four years, and my vision hasn't changed. So I'll be honest with you, life's pretty good. Yeah. Now, do you have do you have do you have good vision? Actually, I do. Uh, I do have good vision. Um, more from a standpoint, I just procrastinated getting the contacts. Uh, I'm the guy that they're supposed to last a month, and I'd make them turn into about six months. So I'm every doctor's nightmare is pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking about it today because you mentioned yesterday that you had an eye exam, and it's funny that that my eyes are thank thank you know god that my eyes are are good and in good shape and i can see well but i was thinking that like there are some kids that that i remember from from preschool that would wear glasses that had the big you know specs on that the big bottle cap or bottle whatever they call the big bottle cap uh uh glasses and i genuinely like um when when uh people talk about how how bad their vision is i genuinely um can't can't fathom what it would be like because you don't soup you don't have any eye problems no i don't think anyone in my family really does either my mom wears glasses sometimes but i've been you know blessed and grateful enough to be able to have good eyes day in day out yeah i think everybody except for (laughs) except for you dad i don't think i think everybody in here has no i have terrible eyes (laughs) i mean i can't if i take my glasses off now i literally can't see anything and it's awful because i i was like when i was four what do you what are you jeff 44. Yeah, when I was 44, I could see perfectly. And then one day, and somebody told me this, one day you'll go down to do something and you'll look and you, you'll think, what the hell just happened? I could see that yesterday and now today I can't. I think your dad, Matt, might have told me that one time. He was doing plumbing, I think, under the sink and he went, it was fine. And he went under the sink to, to, to you know, tighten something up and he said, literally, it was just a blur, and I think it's like that that way. It just suddenly your vision just goes. Like, coach, I think that happened to me a lot last baseball season, actually, because 
I'd be hitting the ball great a couple series, and then I'd face a good pitcher, and then something would happen. And I'd go zero for seven with five strikeouts. Yeah, so but then, then you'd hit a dinger the next in the next time up. So I wouldn't blame that on your eyes, Soup. It's probably a million things you thought you had to do after the game, like move your grandma or take your sister to cheering practice. Or, or what else does he do? Go to Dairy Queen. Birthday parties. Birthday parties. Yeah. All stuff that was important. Yeah, yeah, very important. Very important. But, yeah, I don't know I don't know why I brought that up. I thought that was just uh, something I was thinking about this morning. But um, uh, Breaking news, Job. Oh I just boy. got this flash on my phone. Oh, boy. Hillary Clinton tests positive for COVID, reveals her symptoms to the world. Man, I can't wait to hear the symptoms. Wonder, wonder what they are. Anybody got any comments on what they might Anal be? Anal leakage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't I think know. she's had that for a while. Yeah. Jeff. I think that's yeah. been going on for several years. I don't know. Just ask Bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know, like if about you guys, but I feel like, to me at least, and I know it's still a, a, a you know a, a heavy subject in a lot of the world, but to me, I feel like COVID is one of those things that is starting to phase out as far as like what what I care about anymore. Um, what I, about Omicron virus's sister or whatever <laughs> they whatever it's Mega called. Mega Omicron. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like know. a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Godzilla versus Omicron. Um no, but I, I yeah, that that's a great breaking news story and hopefully she's okay. <laughs> You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pine Room Podcast for updates, information, and highlights of past shows. So throw another log in the fire, get a refill, and remember: if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Luke, are they are people still wearing masks at school? I mean, like teachers, uh, students, what's what's going on there? Because I'm so out of touch. Um, it's like optional now because like they have like a color map like they did before, they, which if the color was red, you weren't, weren't allowed that you were virtual for that week. So I think it's like if you're orange, you don't have to wear them, but like you can be red the week after and you have to wear a mask. Where's the color map? Is it like posted on the wall or something or is it i actually like, haven't it, seen it since week or is there one. an app i'm sure yeah, there's an, keep, a keller map app you keep it on your wrist like a catcher's uh pitching uh, pitching sign it's like the terror level alert so <laughs> remember that yeah the, ter- yeah. the orange red yeah i so, just i was thinking back to when i'll never forget it march 16th of of 2020 when it all when the big yeah. 12 tournament shut down when the nba was down was. and I will never forget we were playing ultimate frisbee out there on the on West Liberty's field, and I just from there looking back, I can't believe how different things are. We're we're finally starting to get out of it, yeah. and and that first four to six months when we were just completely locked down. Well, I think it's like it. I think it'll it's probably changed the way that a lot of the world works as far as health and safety for probably the rest of the, I mean, the rest of that I'll probably be alive, the rest that, you know, will be alive. I think that people, people from now on are going to, you know, keep way more tabs on uh, their, their cleanliness and, and hygiene and stuff like that, which wait, is wait not a, a second, bad job. Have you seen, have you seen champ lately? Yeah. You think he's tidying up yeah. any cleanliness? Yeah. And I, I bet that goes for a lot of the, a lot of other people out there that probably will do the opposite but yeah you're you know i remember like to me i thought i thought lockdown was great i loved lockdown i agree it wasn't bad i agree i think i think it was it was um it was a good break as you know people obviously people dying is not something that you, you know want anybody to go through in the world but you know i think it was a it was kind of an inadvertent way for people to get away from the rush of life that has, that like you've spent your whole life just going through this this you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to put. I might be just talking out of my ass, but I feel like it kind of gave you um, more time to just kind of sit back and and you know take in what you have and and the people around you, at least the near nearest around you. Hey, COVID nearly COVID lockdown to be specific nearly killed my brother. He was unable to go out to a bar for at least two weeks, and, and those were some sad days. I I I remember the night. Uh, when the Warwood Vets was going to shut down, it was St. Patrick's Day two years ago, and uh, I was having a beer in there with uh, uh, my cousin Chris, who you all will get to know eventually, and my brother and uh, Georgie Kettlewell, and they, they were really sad. I mean, they, there was almost tears in their beers, literally, 
those guys really took it hard. Uh, my brother, I think, was just devastated that he couldn't go to Generations for about 10 days or 14 days. So That's funny that we're talking about this because last night Luke and I took the dogs down back and we were throwing the ball around, and literally that was the conversation that we had. And it is a very sad time, let's be honest. Like you said, there was some, unfortunately, some people that didn't do very well, and that's not we're not making light of that situation by any means. But at the Doyle household, we were not bummed about shutdown at all. Uh, for selfish reasons, we both were still able to work. Um, so we didn't miss a paycheck. So financials weren't an issue. I mean, obviously, it affected Luke with school. And I do think that he missed out on some opportunities from a standpoint. As we all know, high school years are a lot of fun. And it's very important to be in school, not only just from the learning aspect, but just the relationships you de- develop. So I'm, I'm bummed for him that he unfortunately missed out on some of that stuff. But I agree. We literally just had this conversation last night. So three days into quarantine, we adopted a a 14 month old German shepherd. Oh, yeah. She's been in our house for the last two years now. So that was a that was a blessing. Yeah. And she is an absolute crackhead. Yeah. For a German shepherd. She just sprints around the house all the time and runs into things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I think. You know, you said when COVID first shut down, what 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 did you say? What was the first two things to go? What were the two big things? Just the real big thing for me, I remember that the big well, the NBA was the, was the thing that went. I yeah. remember they went the day before. I think that was March fifteenth, and then the next day, March Madness went. Yeah, it was actually the uh, conference tournaments. It was that week because I remember being at work and we were taking wagers on these conference tournaments. And all of a sudden, here we go, the Big East, they're going to play. Okay, ACC's not going to play, and so on, all the way down the line through all those conferences. And if you remember, the Big East game started, and they played till halftime, and then they just stopped. So, I do and then, that. And we refunded, we, we refunded hundreds of bets there at our counter, and, and that's when I knew this, we, the world was never going to be the same. Um, I think, you know, it is a good kind of pivoting point here. You know, March Madness, I mean, it's back in in full action now. I haven't paid a lick of attention to it because it's not something that I'll it, get it this thing rolling. Jub, you fill out your bracket. Well, I'm already filled you've out. You've already done I'm yours? already filled Matt, out. Matt, I got, so everyone, I had these guys fill out a March Madness bracket just from the Sweet 16 on. So all the correct games are on there. But, Jub, I'm going to have you go last. Okay. I, Jub... For everyone that doesn't know, he doesn't have a clue about <laughs> about basketball. Sports in general. Sport. Besides UFC. He yeah. gives us UFC picks that yeah. are really good. But I'm going to have everyone. Um, Matt, start with you. Give me your give me any upsets you think they're going to happen. This and, round? Uh, no, well, well, not in the, or this just round, down the road. Just down the road and and take me into your final four and, and, and your champion. Yeah, we'll, we'll go around the room. I haven't fig- fig- filled it out yet. Sorry about that. Uh, but... Uh, just going down these games, I think Gonzaga kind of takes care of business against Arkansas. I don't think Arkansas has enough firepower for them. Uh, Gonzaga got their scare. I'm still not certain they're as good as they were last year, but uh, I think they'll still be pretty dangerous coming out there uh, in the Sweet 16. The next game, Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, I like Texas Tech. I think they're a better all-around team than Duke. Duke has a little more talent than them, but I think Texas Tech has a major coaching advantage. I know that won't be a popular take, but uh, I definitely think uh, Texas Tech's dangerous in that game. North Carolina, UCLA, lots of history there between those two programs. I like UCLA in the game. I think they're really good defensively. North Carolina played awesome on offense last game. I don't see that continuing. Purdue, St. Peter's. St. Peter's is kind of the darling of the tournament. (laughs) I like like their chances against Purdue. I don't think Purdue – I don't think Purdue closes games very well. Purdue's talent is unbelievably good, but I think they struggle closing out games. Uh, real quick, Arizona, Houston. I think Arizona just got too much uh, height inside for for Houston. Houston's good, though, uh, but I like Arizona in that game. And I think Michigan's going to beat Villanova. I think they're playing hot right now. Uh, I don't think Villanova's quite as good as they have been the last couple of years. Um, Kansas, Providence, I'm going with Providence in that one. Uh, I think think maybe they beat Kansas. I don't, I'm not sure that Kansas is quite as strong. Uh, they They got blessed with a pretty – pretty soft bracket i think that midwest region was pretty weak but providence is playing with a chip on their shoulder disrespected heavily and then the last game of the sweet 16 um my miami hurricanes i'm very partial there so i'll admit that right now but uh we're gonna win it all we're gonna take out (laughs) take out iowa state and then we're gonna take down providence and we're gonna run out i don't know if we could ever beat arizona but we'll give it a try so (laughs) that's my rundown soup that's that's unbelievable, and I'm I'm not going to go down all mine like Matt because Matt's got Matt's so much more has so much more insight. I just I just look at a game and basically just get a gut feeling, and at literally he just named what did you name eight games? 
eight games. I, I'm totally opposite on seven of them. <laughs> totally opposite on seven games, so uh, it's going to be a battle between Matt and I. But I ha- And just out of shits and giggles, I took Texas Tech to win it all. Real quick, Mark, not to interrupt you, but are you against me because of point spreads or straight-up winners? Because I was just saying sp- uh, straight-up winners. Point spreads is a whole different story. I could have seven different bets. That's a good point, but just straight-up winners. I was opposite now, as you said, when the point spreads come out, then, then we'll probably be on the same page a lot. And probably a lot of them will be losers, which, you know, we've done. We're very good at. Very good. We could go 0-16 a lot easier than we go 16-0. So um, that's that. But I just just on a flyer, I took Texas Tech to win it all. Just Now, I played Purdue uh, early in the tournament before it started to win it as, a, as a, you know, the, the team to go all the way. But I'm picking Texas Tech here. On the podcast. A couple notes here. Um, first, I got a future bet in for Duke to win the whole thing. So I'm riding with them. I, I don't know if Duke can win it all, but I'm rooting for that. So I have some money to go out to eat. Uh, number two, just to add off what Matt was talking about, St. Peter's. I don't know if anyone's seen this yet, but their campus is a street. That's it. That's all they have. They're a Division One school. I looked it up the other day. They have less than 3,000 students. Jersey City, right? Jersey City. So for a lot of people that are around this area, it's like West Liberty University being a D1 program, but West Liberty's campus is about four times the size of St. Peter's. No shit. They're a street long. That's all they have. Uh, it'd be cool if they can continue this run, but I got Duke winning the whole thing. Now, Luke is up next here, but he, he, Notre Dame did get beat. You know that, yes, right? Okay, because yes. I know he had Notre Dame all the way out to the end. It doesn't matter who they're playing. That he's taking Notre Dame. Massive. The Doyle household is enormous Notre Dame. Enormous. Matter of fact, they're, they're so over the top that they don't even come to the Pine Room to watch Notre Dame football. Now, Luke has made an appearance occasionally, like if they're playing – uh, Corpus Christi, yeah, or yeah, yeah, but I, but a big game. We're not seeing week uh, one, week one well, versus Ohio State is going to be it's going to be an interesting. I wouldn't one. say you know I wouldn't sell they they you know they do they they retreat to their their homestead in in many cases. But you're selling uh, Jeffrey Short here. He's he's stayed from what I can remember. I think once or twice. And you know, uh, all we can do is an imp- is improve next year. That's all. Well, and then when they're over there at the Doyle household, and something goes wrong, we think that Cheryl's going to come out like, you know, all beat up or something. That, that's the, the lovely wife who has to put up with these two knuckleheads. Imagine sports and domestic violence. That just doesn't go together, right? <laughs> Hey, I was more disappointed, uh, Luke, though, when you missed the pine room for a cheerleading competition. Hey, we still need to discuss wow. that, and you, you may be facing a penalty Ow. of some sort. Wow. No Luke. longer with the check, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, Luke, that's, that's, Luke catching a stray bullet off the go. All right. Um, yeah, no, go ahead, Luke. Yeah. Fire away with yeah, your go ahead. NCAA tournament picks. Um, I think a lot of people's favorite is obviously Gonzaga, which I had Gonzaga, Gonzaga at first. But uh, I really like uh, the Purdue team. I think they can make a magical run. And uh, Mattress Mac has a $1 million bet on someone out of Purdue's, like, region to win it all and the one and two seed are already knocked out so his only hope is ucla basically and purdue who i think are both going to win those games to make it to the elite eight so i kind of hope for mattress mac and that uh i hope he wins i gotta ask a question i gotta ask a question because i'm you're 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 you know drawing a blank for me who is mattress mac (laughs) mattress mac he's like this he's famous he was famous for the astros the astros were making the world series for a while they were making uh just a lot of noise in the playoffs for baseball. And he was betting like this massive money on, I think he, his, it started with his massive bet on the Astros to win the World Series, and they ended up winning. And ever since then, he's just been, I think he put, I want to say like $3 million on the Bengals uh, to win the Super Bowl, which he did not win, but he just puts these massive bets on like the big games of the, the year in sports. Chubb, he owns a furniture store in the Houston area, and he does this, instead of taking out insurance, on, on So what he does is he gives his people a promotion where he'll say, if the Astros win the World Series, you get all your furniture for free. So you have all this time to buy, and it'll go on for like several months. And you know how long a baseball season is. So he's racking up people coming in there, buying couches, beds, sofas, whatever. So they don't have to pay. if he's, He makes this commitment to the Houston area. 
The Astros win the World Series. This was what Luke was talking about, like his initial thing. So instead of having an insurance policy out against that promotion, he bets the other sides or the side that he needs to try to break even on it. So he's making money either way. So even though he has these giant bets, he's still covered because if the, other, if the team that in the promotion doesn't win, then the people got to all pay for their furniture. So he he's he's a really smart guy. Uh, he's he's big into horse racing too. He's he's owned some incredible uh, thoroughbred uh, horses that have went on and won a lot of gigantic races. So he's a really well off dude. But he's really good to the community and he and he reaches out and does a lot of cool stuff. So good good that you brought him up, Luke. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. You mentioned he's a smart guy. Like, is is he just a guy that has a lot of money that can bet a lot, or does he actually know? You know. Well, in his case, he's he's a guy who's a really successful um, businessman, and instead of worrying about buying insurance when a promotion like that would go bad, he he does it through sports betting, and he gets noticed by the bookmakers all across Nevada and other areas. I think I want to say he went to Colorado a few times to get down action, but he like Luke said, he's betting a million dollars a game sometimes, and he's betting on future bets to try to uh, hedge his bet. And he has some guys that in the uh, in the Las Vegas area that run a couple of publications like the Las Vegas, uh, I can't remember the the publication exactly, but Anthony Curtis is the guy's name, but they, they kind of help him and steer him to the right books and who will take his action. So he kind of tries to balance out his books so that he's either going to come out with people paying for the furniture or everybody wins a promotion and they're loyal to him forever and he wins his bets. Yeah, so, so. He's, he's a smart guy. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. I just I, I wasn't sure whether this was that he was some dude just uh, you know on the street that, that that sleeps on a mattress and they call him Mattress Mac and they yeah, and then you bet all your money on him. Doyle, I know you mattresses and he sells mattresses. That would that would actually made this story so much better if he was just the dude. That would have been so cool. He's a guy that trip. sleeps down behind Perkins here in Wheeling, actually. Uh, so uh, first point to that: there's a local store that did it with Christmas last year and lost because we got the amount of snow. Uh, so his 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 bet was you come in and buy furniture, and if we get so many inches, and if you guys remember last year, we got a white Christmas, and he ended up having to eat his words on it. I don't know how you hedge against that one in betting, Jeff. I that know, would be right? tough That's to so do. True. Maybe offshore. <laughs> There's probably some books somewhere out in the island somewhere that you can get down on something like that. You can uh, bet the weather in some of the bigger cities offshore. Yeah, that's hasn't come wild. to be legalized yet, though. No, that, give it time. If there's money to be put on it, there, give it time. Uh, second point, real quick. If our Irish and I know, once again, Marcus already explained that the Doyles are a bunch of homers. If our Irish could have <laughs> shot, if our Irish could have shot the ball better on Sunday night at seven ten, we would have been talking a little bit different right now. But I know shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, yeah and if my if my aunt had balls, she'd be well, my uncle. This is true. <laughs> yeah. What was hey, that? hey, soup. Well played, grasshopper. What was that first word? You, you said. That, if that it should have, could have, would have, all that stuff. I said, uh, so on to my bracket. So I, I overall have Gonzaga winning. I agree with Matt. I'm not sure is they're as good as last year, but I still think they are the best team in the field. I do think that Duke's got a fighter's chance just with the whole story with Shashevsky going out. I think Carolina is playing great ball right now. Um, I do think that they could be truly a dark horse. I don't think Purdue has it to win. I think Michigan right now is playing with uh, playing for Juwan Howard with everything that happened with him and getting kicked out of that game uh three or four games before the season end so more of the stories i have gonzaga versus kansas with gonzaga winning it all okay so before jub goes over his picks i wanted to reiterate here jub has absolutely <laughs> no idea what is going on in this bracket and number two to make things worse, I crossed out all of the seeds on Jub's bracket, so he doesn't know who's good and who's not well, good. And, I mean, I wouldn't, I literally, until I saw this bracket, I did not know who was in the Sweet 16. I had no idea. The only the only name that I knew was Gonzaga. So, um, yeah. So, run, us, run us through each all right. game, Jub. Okay. All right. So, I think that uh, Gonzaga is going to edge out Arkansas in absolute war. I think it's going to be a hell of a ball game, but I think Gonzaga is going to uh, come out on top. I think as far any as, any particular reasoning on that? Well, that I just, just think they got a. Uh, I think they're uh, nicer uniforms. Their forwards really good. And all uh, their forwards. Yeah. But uh, what about their backward? No, he's he's got no. He ain't good. No, oh, he ain't he <laughs> ain't good. Game, no. Next game. Uh, but, <laughs> great analysis, Jay Billis. <laughs> Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, I think Duke uh, is going to edge it out just because they're Duke. Um, What's their nickname, by the way? <laughs> Duke Devils. Oh, that's <laughs> close. What uh, color I Devils? Blue Devils. He ain't good either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, North Carolina, UCLA. I think UCLA, uh, I think uh, their name's shorter. They're going to win. Uh, Purdue, uh, St. Peter's, St. Peter's, because I've heard St. Peter's brought up in the past hour. Um, uh, Arizona uh, over Houston. Um, Arizona, I like the weather there better than uh, anywhere else. <laughs> Uh, Villanova uh, uh, over Michigan. Uh, I like uh, vanilla ice cream, so they sound like uh, that. Uh, Kansas, Providence. Uh, Providence, because I know that's in Rhode Island, and uh, I don't like Kansas because... Uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz? Dorothy got swept up in, her, in hey, a that's, tornado. Because you're, you're a uh, subscriber to the Rhode Island slut yeah, that's yeah, made famous it, in exactly, Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Iowa State, Miami. Just I, I picked Miami because Matt likes Miami. Um, and then I'm going to say uh, we're going to go back here. Gonzaga and Duke. I think I think Duke's going to get complacent. Uh, Gonzaga's going to take that one. Uh, UCLA and St. Peter's. St. Peter's because they got something to work for. Uh, <laughs> Arizona and Villanova. Villanova, again, vanilla's my favorite flavor. Uh, Providence and Miami. <laughs> Providence and Miami. I'm going to take Miami because I might go on vacation there this summer. Uh, St. Pe- uh, and then uh, Gonzaga and St. Peter's. We're going to go St. Peter's because I think uh, uh, they need a new facility and they can get some more money if they win. Uh, Vanilla, Villanova, and Miami. We're going to take Miami because uh, Will Smith likes Miami. And then uh, St. Peter's in Miami. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, St. Peter's. Oh, St. <laughs> Peter's to win it all. Yeah, yeah well, St. Peter's going to take the Listen, crown. there's there's guys out there that are giving rundowns on, uh, you know, statistics oh. and facts and, and matchups and, you know, every f- possible, you know, th- statistic that you can dig up. I've never heard uh, a more. Have you ever heard anything like that, Matt? Just the analysis? Never. Never job. That was one in a million there, well, buddy. Listen, I, I, that was incredible. I've spent a lot of time studying these games and, uh, you know. At least, what, 22 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. The past uh, about 21 minutes, 48 seconds, I've been listening to what you guys had to say. And I think that I genuinely think St. Peter's is going to take the cake here. Dude, Let's go if, we had, if we had a camera in here, I have tears coming down my eyes right now of Dub trying to explain why these teams are going to win. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I will not watch one of these games. Yes, you will now. You'll watch St. Peter's. You'll probably buy a Peacock shirt. Are they the St. Peter's Peacocks? That makes that even better, too, right? And I guess I did that. If we're looking for any kind of, like, pine room mantras, can we do he ain't good? <laughs> I think maybe we have that. We already we already have a pine room shirt. Maybe we need to have that on the back. Yeah. He ain't good. <laughs> All right. I made, I, made, uh, I made two bets. I want you to get your guys' opinion on these. Two bets before the tournament started. A number and I bet this one pretty heavy. A number one seed will not win the whole thing. I like that one a lot, Mark. I, I think Texas Tech's really dangerous. I think UCLA's got something left. Um, Miami Providence. I, I'm not. I'm. I would say that your biggest danger in the number one seeds would be Gonzaga yeah. or Arizona. That's my. That's my fear. Any other thoughts on may, that? May I ask the odds, please? Uh, they were uh, actually. I was. That was. Uh, that was even money. Okay. Even money. Unfortunately, I think you donated, Marcus, but that's okay. I'm rooting for you. Okay. I'm rooting for you. Now, now my other one, Matt, was the sum of all the seeds in the final four. The seeds, some of the seeds. Job, you might chirp in on this. I bet it over 11 and a half, the sum of all four seeds. Yeah, I think that's got a really good shot. You got some dangerous double digit seeds Miami, uh, Michigan. So they're right there, St. Peter's. I mean, you, you could definitely rack up some. If one of those. If one of those three could somehow make it in there, you're you're golden. So yeah, good good bet. I uh, I just did a little bit of research real quick while you guys were going over that. I grabbed a Jubs March Madness bracket, and while you guys were talking, I put a parlay together of all eight games. I picked a Jubs winners. So if you take all of Jubs winners and put ten dollars on it, you win four thousand seven hundred thirty four dollars. There you go. How there how you much go. you got to put on it? What'd you put on? You got to put ten dollars on it. The odds are. 47,000 plus 47,341. All right. Well, 
We, I think uh, general public, get on it. Now, uh, real, real quick, we were having a conversation across the street at the Bridge Tavern uh, before we stopped over here, and Matt, Matt, uh, we were talking about, uh, Matt sees all the bets that come through, and we were talking about the, the general public. Uh, you know, Matt just gives us a little insight on the, how the general public does overall, and uh, we, were, we were discussing it. If you went... Against the general public, uh, what, what what were you saying, Matt? May probably about sixty. I, I would say, uh, and this may be a little bit high. The the guys who've been in the racket for a long time can probably correct me on this, but um, in, in my particular place, I'm I'm saying if you if you go against the public, you're hitting in the in the mid sixties up to seventy. Sometimes you're going to go on hotter streaks, but uh, if you fade the the public teams, it, it, it's usually a recipe for success. Soup, you were just mentioning to me earlier about the f- four games I told you on Sunday night, and if you have bet it, you probably would have had four winners. Yeah, I was sick to my stomach because I was looking to put one in, and I texted Matt, and I said, who's the public all over? And he gave me four teams who the public were betting that night. All I had to do were pick the opposite teams, and I would have hit a four-for-four four parlay. But, of course, me— I went and got a McFlurry from McDonald's instead <laughs> and watched a movie because I didn't feel like putting any bets in. Jeff, would you say on a general Saturday, a general Saturday, uh, what are there, what, 15 or 16 college football Saturdays from pillar to post? If you pick 15 games in, a, in an average, average, how many would you say you win? I'm man enough to admit that I'm not good at this. <laughs> I'm not good. I truly, when I first started gambling, I truly thought, you know what? I'm going to become a fucking millionaire. I swear to God, this is so easy. It's just picking football games. Well, I, I tell you this much. I was fucking wrong. And matter of fact, to answer your question, Marcus, just to reiterate, if I pick 15, how many am I winning? Is that what the question yes. is? Yes, how many are you winning? I, I'm, I'm lucky to probably be at 30%, if I'm going to be real. 30%. Probably. And I, that, might, that might even be pretty good. Yeah, now Matt, you see, you see guys come in over there that think they think they have all the answers and know that are truly think they're professional gamblers, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think every place has guys like that who claim to be professionals. Um, so far, I got to tell you, just um, none of them have impressed me a whole lot. Um, <laughs> now there is sharp action in other in other bigger areas, but we're we're a small book, but. We're, we're taking mostly what they would call in the industry square action, which is the heavy favorites laying big amounts of points. Uh, that, that's what we do, parlays. But we do have some guys that claim to be pros, but like I said, they haven't struck any fear into us yet. Yeah. And it, 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 to, to kind of go off of what you're saying about, you know, uh, kind of realizing when you're when – you're, uh, have been betting a while that you know you're probably not going to even you'd be lucky to come out even and I remember my memory is horrible but I remember we had gone to um, we went to go get Chinese and uh, we were in the parking lot and you were talking to Jeff on the phone dad and uh, you were uh, you were talking about what you won and and what you didn't win and I think you ended up coming like like you were um, you were twenty dollars from even and Jeff goes, and, and, and you, you go, uh, you know, that's not too bad. And Jeff goes, not too bad. That's a, that's a, you should be doing a backflip. That's congratulations. <laughs> and I think to me, that pretty much sums up what betting is in its prime form. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, if you come back even from, from what you throw into the pot, I think you're winning. That's a win in my book. Well, anytime anybody comes back from Vegas and they say they broke even, they didn't, they, they, they should feel, like you know, they hit the jackpot because you know you, these places aren't set up for 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 you to win. They're going to draw you, and you're going to win a little bit. And you know, boy, and Jeff and I have talked. You get on a little, you get on a hot streak. You think you're you're, you're good. You get on a, 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 a two day hot streak. You know that it's going to come to a crashing end very soon. Okay, uh, real quick to to end this first episode. First off, thank you, everyone, for listening. Number two, I have a segment for us to do at the end of each episode that I think you guys are going to really like. So in in accordance with the Pine Room, we're going to do something called Hot Pit Cool Mug. So Hot Pit just, just has to do with a hot take. So something you guys think that's happened recently, something controversial, that is your Hot Pit Take of the Week, okay? And then on the other end, your Cool Mug Take of the Week is something that 
it's something's gonna happen in the future that you think is a bold prediction. Okay, so we have hot pit and cool mug. You guys want me to start first? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give, give everybody kind I'll of a, first. Let, yeah, because yeah, you're gonna you're gonna this will be able to give kind of everybody a feel for what we're after. Yeah, good. Right now. So start thinking while I speak right now. But my hot pit take of the week are DC movies. Okay. Okay. So the reason I say that is I'm fed up with them. I, I watched the last Batman movie. I was impressed. But this is this is they do the same thing all the time. They put out a great movie and then they wait six months to a year to do anything else, and they're never going to be able to compete with Marvel. So you say to not enough DC, yeah, not DC, enough. Yeah, DC. And, and for that, for people that don't know, I'm sure everyone does. But DC Comics versus Marvel Comics is yeah, what he's talking and about. And I'm fed up with them because they're not. They put out a great movie like Batman. For anyone that hasn't seen it, it was phenomenal. But now they're going to sit on it for two or three. Better years. than Christopher Nolan Batman. <laughs> it was close. No. Um, okay, but my cool mug take of the week, and people aren't going to like this, but the Pittsburgh Pirates will be in first place by the end of April in the NL Central. That's ludicrous. <laughs> oh, Newt Luke, somebody. All right, here, I'll give you mine. What was it again? What are we calling it? So hot? we're calling it the hot pit. Hot pit. And the cool mug. Okay, so hot pit for me would be Phil Mickelson not playing in the Masters. I wonder what you guys think about that. There's there's rumors that he's been suspended, but that Augusta has its own rules, so the PGA Tour really has no power over that. So what's everybody think of that? I, I, do you think he's just sitting it out because he doesn't want to deal with the Saudi Arabia fallout, or do you think he, there's something to it, like they've said, no don't way. come? Absolutely something to it. He doesn't just sit out of one of the biggest golf matches of the year. Yeah, three t- with three-time winner? I think yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, there's absolutely something to it. All right, yeah. I'm going to give my – I don't have a – I don't have a hot pit yet, but I've got a cool mug for this week, and it's Luke Doyle making his first varsity start this Friday – I don't think it'll be on radio or ESPN or anything, but Luke, a big lefty, throws a lot like Jub, who is our, sort of our host here, a lot like Jub. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Going against probably, arguably, the top one of the top three teams in the state of West Virginia on Friday. That is my cool mug for him to walk in there, and they nobody knows who he is, and, and I say gives him five solid innings, and, and we come home with a victory mark it down we'll talk about it next tuesday and who do we play again luke morgantown Mo- Mo- they're that, the mohicans yeah are they allowed to be called that anymore oh, yeah. okay Mo- okay well i just want you to do one favor to all of us in the pine room just buzz some guy high and tight yeah. just get his mom yelling at you or something good get the blood flowing yeah. a little bit i want you i want you to get a little chin music yeah so all right well, hang on let me piggyback off that real quick make sure it's a fastball Oh, yeah. Michael Grove told us last week that he hit McCutcheon with a changeup. And, like, we were, like, all, you know, on him pretty good. And he said, well, you have to respect your elders. I can see. But, Luke, if you're going to go, let's let's get him. Right? right. Stay away from the head. Right in the spine. Right in the spine. Set the tone. And stare at him. So I've never felt like such a window licker in my whole entire life from a standpoint of uh, suit putting us on the spot here. So I'm just going to piggyback off of Marcus now. So my hot pit, and I'm probably his biggest critic when it comes to my son and hard on him, like probably like Mark was on the boys, uh, this and that. But my hot pit, I'm going to agree. I think at the end of the day, but I, maybe I'm confusing uh, the two. Cold is Cold is good. Cold is good. So I apologize. Back to my window liquor statement right there. (laughs) There it is. So my cool mug, I agree. I think Luke goes down there and shocks the world. And the hot pit is Jeff shits himself all day Friday and get into Morgantown because I'll be a nervous fucking wreck all day. Who will be more nervous about this game, Jeff? Uh, Oh, without a doubt, it will be me. When I used to smoke cigarettes, when I watched him pitch, I used to like hot box cigarettes. What did you smoke? Lucky Strikes? Marlboro Lights oh, okay. with the filter, baby. I'm almost Paul five years smoke-free, though. <laughs> All right, Job, you're a smoker. Tell yeah. us about your hot stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my camel. Uh, no, I think uh, for my hot pit, I'm uh, I'm going to go with uh, that knucklehead there over on across the water, that Vladimir Putin, that guy. I think had, I think that knucklehead needs to Some, cut it out. Someone at the club referred to him as Vladimir Putnam the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, think, I thought it was not Vladimir. I thought he, oh, yeah, it might have been uh, Alexander Putnam or some, <laughs> something. Something He butchered it. Yeah, but that uh, that knucklehead over there, I think he needs to, to cut it out, uh, Mr. Putin. I think he needs to, I need, he needs to shut it down. Uh, but my cool mug, 
Boy, um, I'm not too savvy with current events, but um, it's got to be St. Peter's. Yeah, yeah. I, go sure, with the Peacocks, sure. Ron. You and Soup will be up there on campus next week if they continue yeah, this run. Sure. I think there's a real go good chance. Just be be looking for them, ladies. Be looking for them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say St. Peter's to win a national championship. Hey, Job. Uh, quick question for you are we going to have a ukraine flag at the pine room this year i, you know, yeah, I think for sure. i think that i think that could be an addition i okay. think you know i got i got i got uh two cold takes uh my first cold take is that um we will make it downstate i feel like we have a lot of young talent that people don't know about yet as in wheeling park baseball yes, okay yes and our second and my second cold take is that notre dame women's will win the national championship this year I like that. That's a dark right. horse pick after, then, after that one game when they could barely take score is, five. Uh, the Juwan Howard, how uh, he's getting all this, like, they, they need to get off of him because he was, uh, like, um, kind of guiding this, uh, the Kennedy Chandler kid from Tennessee when they lost because he was balling his eyes. I was coming up hugging him, but I, he's a douche, first of all. <laughs> um, he does not deserve that. He tried to punch a coach, so <laughs> I don't think he deserves any yeah. of that. Hey, Luke, love. don't forget about your Irish baseball team, too. Oh, we, we got swept this weekend against the <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh, so they're, 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 a, they're, a hot, they're a hot pick. They're yeah. A hot yeah. pit. Yeah. Hot yeah. pit. Yeah. All right. Fellas, I think that was a, that's a good place to to wrap up. I think we touched on a lot of good stuff today, and I think I think uh, you know we gave, gave a lot of people some food for thought. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's as far as we're going to go. Where uh, our producer is telling us to wrap it up, and uh, we will see you here next Tuesday. Uh, thank you to our producer Mason and to uh, Craig Bomber for letting us come down here and uh, record in their studios. And uh, we will see you guys next week Tuesday. Uh, well, you won't hear this on Tuesday, but we'll record it on Tuesday, and you'll probably get this later in the week. So from uh, all the guys here in the Pine Room, uh, that's about it. I love you guys. We'll Peace see you out. next week. Well, it's that time. The coolers are empty, the food's all gone, and the games are over. But that's all right. There's always next week. Follow us on social media to keep up to date with future shows and send any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss to contact at thepineroompodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you here next time in The Pine Room. Pine Room.